Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. I am your host, Daniel Botero, and in this podcast, we help college students just like you get internships and job offers from top companies. In this podcast, we explore topics such as networking, interviewing, resume writing, and many other topics that will get you those jobs. Not only do I speak on these topics myself, but I also interview other subject matter experts, including CEOs, university presidents, and Fortune 500 executives. We also interview college students just like you in the hopes that you can relate to their stories and learn from their journey. So if you're a college student looking to get ahead, look no further and welcome to the Mastering College to Career podcast. All right, so before we get started, I want to take a couple of seconds to tell you about the Mastering College to Career Academy. The Academy is a mentoring program that helps college students land the jobs of their dreams before they graduate. In this academy, I will teach you application hacks that will automatically help you beat over 90% of all other job applicants, networking tactics that will give you access to the hidden job market where over 80% of jobs are filled, interview techniques that will practically guarantee you make it through every round of the interviews and win the offer. And I will also connect you with my network of thousands of HR professionals and hiring managers that love hiring my students. So if you're interested in learning more about this program, just send me a message and let's see if the Academy is a good fit for you. Welcome, welcome Stan. Thanks a lot, Daniel. I'm excited because this is not like, even though we're recording for the podcast, it's actually a conversation that me and you have a lot. Yeah. And so to have Mr. Stan Miller, the founder of StoryKate, I'm just so excited. This has been months in the making. This is a lot of anticipation, man. I, I, we got to deliver now for our audience. We're going to deliver. <laughs> we're going to deliver. Absolutely. I, I'm excited for this partnership because you're just so good at, at talking about stories and communication, which I never realized that that was the name of it. Like. I knew story was in the name, but didn't understand. I didn't get that it was story and communication. Yeah, well, so the problem is, is when you're creating an organization, uh, a company, as you know, yeah. there are a lot of trademarks that are taken. And so it did not start as Story Kate. It started as Career Story, and we had a few iterations on the name. But I had to essentially uh, come up with a name that wasn't trademarked. So hence the word story and communicate made sense because I am teaching people to communicate their story. I love it. So let's start. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key question. That is the key question. So Yeah. So what I really love to do, Daniel, as you know, is help people recognize their potential so that they can achieve greatness. And I do that through storytelling, through teaching storytelling, workshops and seminars. And I also work for ViewPost as a chief sales officer. So I am um, doing two things that I'm very, very passionate about. So I've been a sales professional for 25 years. And, and really for me, my guiding principles are always create or look for win-win scenarios. Always try to solve problems first and active listen. Like the art of listening is, is actually a skill set that isn't exercised enough. And so those are kind of my three things. I love it. And I love the win-win situation because I'm so passionate about that. And I think that's why me and you get along so well. Because every time we are, I feel like every time we either grab lunch together, grab coffee together, we're both trying to figure out how we can help each other. And sometimes we're not selfish enough to be like, hey, this is what I need from you. 
Yeah, um, I agree. You know, like when you and I get together, it's like a giving competition. It and, is. and honestly, those are the best relationships. If you think about it, when you meet with someone and you just want to help them and they want to help you, it often becomes like, well, who can give more? And uh, you've been a great inspiration to me and and uh, as you're an author and writing your book and really helping um, those college students, you know, transition from college to career is a great work. And so you, your, your journey has inspired me, which is so why I, I am actually really excited to be here with you talking about this subject. I want to share a story of a common student that we both mentor. Yeah. I, yeah. And kind of how that came along. And David, if you're listening, man, I, I think I can speak from both of us. We're very proud of you uh, because when we met, when I met David, so it was about four months ago, he had reached out. I had gone to speak at a student organization. He was in that student organization. He had, I had given him access to my book. It was during my book launch tour mm -hmm. and he received access and he was the only student who not only logged in to get access to the free mini course that I had in the back of the book, but my landing page was broken, <laughs> right? And in that landing page, I don't know what he clicked, but it gave him access to my academy that I sell for hundreds of dollars. And he, he was able to gain access for free because I didn't set it up right. Good for him. Right. Good. That is exactly <laughs> what I told him. And so I said, look, David, you gain access to this. I am not going to charge you. You know, if anything, I give you kudos for, for figuring it out. Right. And so he ended up taking that academy. And all I asked is that he take it seriously and didn't like, and he implemented what he learned. And one of the things I talk about in the academy is about networking events. And at that time, me and you co-host a, a networking event in Orlando called the Stales Rebellion. Yeah. Shout out to Dale Dupree. Shout out to Mr. Dell Dupree um, and Dell, Stan, Justin, are mm -hmm. just Stan, oh man, uh, James and Justin are also co-hosts of this event. And so I invited David to attend because David's goal, he's an engineering student, but he wants to go into technical sales. And long story short, I'm, I was surprised that he showed up to the event and he not only showed up to the event, but he actually networked and there was a the sales game that Dell was hosting, and I know that you were said if anybody here wants to go, I'll buy their ticket. Yeah, you remember that? I do remember that. And David was the first one to raise his hand. I think he was the only one to raise his hand, but it was the right it was the right time for the right person. The right time for the right person. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fast forward to David's story. Mm -hmm. uh, David went from not being able to find an internship, applying to multiple companies, never hearing back. He walked away from the sales rebellion with an internship, with an interview that led to an internship. That led to him continuing to network with all you and who else? Justin went to that event. Yeah, Dale we, went to that event. We just um, like we were inspired by his journey, so we just wanted to keep investing, which makes sense. And I don't, I don't, I, I'm sure he told you because he went to your event this weekend. Yeah. So I have career storytelling workshops yeah. where we really take people through uh, this discovery of understanding what their greatest values are and then communicating those values. As you can imagine, yeah. that's really powerful. Uh, he decided to show up and, and take the course. It's a four hour experience uh, and it is a really, a, it's a storytelling experience. And so he came out of that uh, feeling great and really just thanking me about, you know, for, for the things that we're doing. But the greatest thing about David is he's gone from like someone I haven't known and you've known very little about 
through this experience of now moving to an internship and a job and um, all of the series of events that has happened and transpired have just been great for us to be on that journey. Absolutely. My man, he got the internship of his dream with top company. That's great. And he's going to Atlanta. But that's what you, that's actually, see, it's interesting to me because you, um, you preach and teach this stuff. Yeah. And so it doesn't actually surprise me when people around you get to higher levels or to places that they never thought were possible uh, because, but they, but there are people out there, there are students out there that desire to execute. And those are the, you know, if you're a student listening to this podcast, um, you, there are mentors out there that are willing to make the investment. They're not easy to find. Um, But the biggest thing that you can do to separate yourself is execute on the advice. That's it. Just execute on the advice. I mean, what you just said right now, and and somebody listening to this or watching this video needs to understand this. Like, if you execute, I think it comes down to people hate to waste time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and if you can show a potential mentor that you are not going to waste their time, they will invest more time on you. Like if David would have wasted your time on the first on the sales game, would he would you have ever invited him to the second event? Of course not. Of course not. Well, we we tend to um, people who love mentoring others and giving tend to match the level of giving or of receiving. So uh, when we give from a mentor standpoint, if there's a willing mentee, it makes it more exciting for the mentor. So it's the we are giving and they're receiving. And that is actually the beauty of mentorship is that you have somebody on the other end that's actually willing to apply the advice that we're willing to give. And that's the, that's the way to honor the mentoring relationship. Like if you want to, if you're a student out there and you want to honor the mentoring relationship, if you have a mentor that's committed, that hasn't been assigned to you, that you found through a relationship and that you're invested in, Show them that you're invested and you will, the possibilities of that mentorship can, are endless. And how do you do that then? So I'll, I'll give you a quick, a quick story about Justin and I, Justin, yeah. you know, Justin, um, you know, he's a LinkedIn beast. He's on LinkedIn. He's got a following and he is fantastic at teaching people the art of mastering LinkedIn. Uh, him and I met at a networking event. He went the extra step and connected with me and also sent me a message. And his message to me, Daniel, was really simple. Um, He messaged me on LinkedIn and he said, how are you going to use LinkedIn to tell stories using your company through your company StoryKate? And I thought that was the most interesting question. Now, here's the thing. I didn't respond back to that message for months. I was busy for whatever reason. The truth is I didn't know how to answer that question. So he challenged me. Um, so I decided to respond back eventually after I followed him for a bit. And I just posted about this today on LinkedIn. So it's a timely um, topic. And so I'm following him and I'm seeing the things that he's doing. And I'm very impressed with the way he is engaging with his audience. So I finally said, okay, I want to meet with you. We decided that we would work together. We did some things together that were small things. Um, we became friends. So that we decided that our friendship, we had what we had in common, Daniel, was really simple. We both love to help people. And so built around that common bond of helping others, 
I decided how could I bring my best value to the relationship and how could he bring his best value to the relationship? And so what we decided is to collaborate on a LinkedIn course, which we oddly enough launched today. Um, And so we both put hundreds of hours together into this course. Now, he may say that I mentored him through this process of creating content, digital media, and really paying attention to the details. But truthfully, if I'm being honest, he's mentoring me. He's got me off the bench that I was on, on LinkedIn, watching everyone else, and now I'm contributing. So that is a, that is a major shift in my life and in my business journey. So the question is, who's mentoring who? We're both mentoring each other now. And that's the power. So in order for someone to have a long lasting relationship, it needs to be win-win. Like anytime that yeah. is one-sided, it ends up being is a short, it ends up being a very short relationship. That's right. And I think that when mentors mentoring goes stale, is when students either stop following up or there isn't no longer a win-win situation. And sometimes the win the the way that a mentor wins is the joy of seeing their mentee succeed. Other times it could be like your story with Justin, where you learn a specific area like LinkedIn or how to use LinkedIn even better, right? But I always challenge students to think about building relationships and make it a win-win situation and looking at it, finding creative ways to add value to your mentor. Because one of the things that I've noticed that students lack is the confidence to feel like they can add value to somebody that might be deeper into their professional journey than they are. They're like, what do I know about something? I'm a student. Well, here's what I would say to that. And that's, uh, that's valid. I think that there are a lot of students uh, out there. I recently uh, graduated from college after being in the workforce for 22 years. So I've been through a stu- student journey um, very, very recently at Full Sail. I would say that confidence is always an issue, um, but you have to explore what value you bring to the table. In Justin's case with me, his value was very clear and apparent. He knew his value. He knew that he was mastering LinkedIn. He knew that he was a good communicator. And so he's also a motivator. And I think he's discovered some things about himself through this process. But there are a lot of students out there wondering, well, what can I bring to your point to a mentoring relationship? And the question really is a self, it's really to you as, as, as a student, what am I good at? What are the things that I care about? What are the things that I value? And what what value can I provide to someone else and not be afraid to take that first step? Because if your mentor isn't in the same age bracket as you, let's just say you're, you're, trying, to, um, you're trying to mentor or gain a relationship with a C-level executive or someone high uh, that you feel like might be a little bit out of mm-hmm. your reach, you have to be un, uh, unafraid to put yourself out there and let them know what you feel like you could bring as a value add to them. It involves conversation, though. You have to you have to start a dialogue. Right. Um, you will never know what I need unless you ask. And so part of it is, hey, Stan, what what is it that you need right now with Story Kate? What are the things that you need? I have seven to nine students working with me on Story Kate at any given time. They have taken the time to ask me, what can I do to help you? And I have a laundry list of things. 
And so they're getting experience, I'm getting value, and some of these students are absolutely brilliant at what they do. That That's amazing. And, and I love the way that you are sharing that because I think it is very powerful. Students really just need to have those conversations. And the more that you talk to a potential mentor, the more you can discover what their needs would be. And so I, I, I just love that. Let's, uh, let's move the conversation and talk about stories. Um, sure. Students are always, you know, trying to create an elevator pitch. And I know that, you know, you're not such a strong believer of having a memorized uh, elevator. Sure. Let's talk sure. about the elevator, elevator pitch because it's something that is taught at universities. We tell students to sell themselves. Um, when really I, what I believe is they need to explain themselves. Um, I don't need anybody selling me the first time they meet me. They don't know what my problems are. So being a sales professional for 25 years of my career, being quite successful at it, has taught me that I'm not in this to sell anything to anyone. I am in this to solve problems at the highest possible level. And so if, if we just shift the mindset, Daniel, away from, you know, I'm trying to perform for you as a student. I want to perform a elevator pitch or I want to perform a sales presentation or a sales pitch and move to, I am learning the art of providing my greatest value to you, but I'm not running away from the questions that I believe I need to ask you before I can just throw you into an elevator pitch. And this is why it feels weird. Like when we say, give me your elevator pitch, all of a sudden it feels like a sales pitch. Well, it's because that's what we're taught. But fundamental sales, like there is no sales pitch without understanding a problem, without, need, without, yeah. without empathy, yeah. without having a bit of authority in the subject matter. So when you understand that, the elevator pitch actually doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I would rather have someone, I, we call it at StoryKate a superpower statement, which is really three things, who they help, how they help their audience, right? And so tell me, tell me who you want to help. Tell me how. And then tell me the greatest impact that you provide when you're performing at your best. So can you give a couple of examples? Sure. I mean, so mine, I told you mine already, right? Mine is, uh, you know, I help people. Sometimes I say I help organizations, depending on my audience, recognize their potential so that they can achieve greatness. There are different flavors. It's very unique and individual. In order to get this out of you, though, as a student, you have to do some discovery. And that's where our storytelling exercise happens. So we, we teach students and business professionals how to unpack their stories and repackage them into a framework, which is a storytelling framework. And oftentimes that yields those value statements that you need to unearth to get to that superpower statement. So this isn't like a one size fits all. Hey, Daniel here. We've just hit the middle of the episode, but before we move on, I want to share the story of Tim, one of the students who recently went through my academy. Hi, I'm Timothy Castaneda, and I just got my dream job offer for my future career. I actually start Monday, and that is all thanks to Daniel and the Mastering College to Career program. Um, I had been looking for a new career for the last five months, for the first four months of that college, of that career search. I had not been with Daniel or the Master in College to Career program. I had been doing it myself, and I gotta tell you, I had no success. I got 
10 no's from 10 different companies. And at my lowest point, I reached out to Daniel because I had seen stuff about him. I had seen stuff about the Mastering College to Career program on LinkedIn. And he actually got back to me that very same day and we had a 15 minute conversation that changed my life. I decided to sign up for that program and I gotta tell you, it was the best professional decision ever. It led to me getting this job offer for three reasons. The first, I, the course itself is so intuitive. It is step by step, literally everything you would need to make yourself the best candidate, not only for this career search, but anytime down in the future and make yourself the top candidate for any career that you dream in being. Daniel will help you get there. Two, you can actually have some one-on-one -on -one time with Daniel. He actually cares. He knew me by name. He remembered some of the things that we spoke about. He remembered the profession that I was looking at when I met up with him again. Um, and it really made me feel like he actually cared about my success. And that made me believe in myself after getting those 10 straight no's. And the third reason is the, the cost of the course itself, you are going to get a huge return on investment. It is literally less than the cost of a college credit and you get a 30-day money-back guarantee that Daniel himself promises. And I can tell you within those 30 days of me signing up, I had had three job offers from four different companies, two of which were in the top 10 list of what I was looking for. And that is, again, all thanks to Daniel and the Mastering College to Career course. Best decision in my life. Go look at the website. Reach out to Daniel LinkedIn. I promise you, you won't regret it. If you want me to help you reach your career goals, just contact me. And now let's get back to the rest of the show. Let's talk about this, the stories more because I think that's really, really important because I think students' biggest fear is that question, right? Tell me about themselves. And they don't answer. They, they get nervous. Mm -hmm. They blank out. And then when an employer sees that, they're like, oh, this, this student lacks confidence. And they automatically just disqualify them like yeah. so how do you how do you prepare yourself as a student well you, let's first acknowledge the problems that exist there's anxiety yep there's lack of confidence mm -hmm. there's some lack of self-awareness they think that they're going to need to perform they spent a bunch of time um, researching companies by the way you'll never know more about a company than the person you're sitting in front of that actually works for the company so they spend time doing these things and it creates more anxiety more pressure now, in the background, some students have student debt. Some student have, students have pressure from their parents to perform. Mm -hmm. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot at stake. And the, the stakes are high when you're moving right from college to career. And so you have all of this backdrop. And what our process is, is to help these students really just discover their value. You, you can't discover your value by writing it down and on a piece of paper. Like you have to pull from scenarios in your background. The reality of it is, is that you do have experience. You've worked on projects. You've worked on school, school projects with others. You worked in cohort groups. You've maybe have done some internships and there are plenty of stories, Daniel, to choose from. And when you, when you unpack those stories and you realize the impact that you provided to groups of people you can actually really start to come to this realization that you have a story to share. Do you think that's challenging for some students then? It's not easy. If it were easy, then we wouldn't have the problems that we have, right? That everybody would nail the interview and get the job. When someone asks you to tell me about you and you say, here's what I believe about myself, um, I'm not reading my resume to you. And then you can say, here's why I believe that. And then here's a few examples of some projects that I worked on that 
actually showcase who I am. And so when you were in, in school, you had projects that you worked on with other groups of people, right? You had a mission you were on. The thing is, is that viewing yourself not as the path, uh, the protagonist in the story is challenging because we all want to be the hero. Right. Yeah. Like everybody right. wants to be the hero in their story. Push. I, I love that. I, I learned that. Like, so I sh- didn't realize that until I was working with the marketing agency that I'm working now. Shout out to them. And they made me watch a video about this even deeper, right? And I always thought that I was the hero for trying to help the students get a job. But (laughs) in reality, I'm not, right? I'm the guide. You are. I'm Yoda. Yeah, right. you are. Yeah, and I mean, there's books about this, right? right. Donald Miller has a book uh, about story brand. Um, there's, there's business books out there. There's Nancy Duarte who, who teaches, uh, you know, storytelling and Seth Godin now has a course on storytelling. So storytelling is really hot. Yeah. Um, my thing is, is like, it's for everyone, not for fortune, not just for fortune 500 Mm -hmm. companies. It's actually for everyone. This should be a course in every college. It should be. It yeah, should it maybe should. maybe I'll bring it to every yeah, college. I think you should. I would love to. Any professors listening to this, just want to let you guys know. Yeah, hit me up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> links on the in the show notes, please. <laughs> no, but I, I I think you know all jokes aside, this is very serious because I think the 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 sooner you can learn to tell your story and tell stories as a whole, the better off you're going to be communicating. Which will lead to you getting jobs, which will lead to you, for you getting more sales, for you to get more promotions. Even if you're not in sales, I think everybody is in sales. But let's just say that you're not, and you say you're an engineer, and you're like, no, I'm very technical. I like to work by myself. You still need to be able to tell your story. Yeah, I mean, like, what are companies really looking for, right? They're looking for um, some level of experience. It doesn't have to be super relevant. It can be. It's helpful to have relevant experience as you're coming out of college, like an internship. Um, but they're looking for capabilities in your capacity. So do you have the capacity to learn and execute? Yep. Right. Are you capable? And at the end of the day, like people talk a lot about personal brand and what is your personal brand? Really, it's just a gut feeling that they feel. feel you know, uh, I've been a hiring manager for 15, 20 years of my career. And at the end of the day, most resumes look very similar. A lot of people are going to come and talk about themselves. And I'm going to make a gut, gut, gut call, gut decision at the end of the day. And I'm going to do that based on a couple variables. Um, it's going to be how self-aware you are, how well you articulate your contribution to others. Because I'm hiring you to be a part of the team. I don't need a superhero to come save the day. Mm. I, need you to be, I need you to be on my team and be able to work with the people that I know, love, and care about at work. Wow. So. Yeah, that, that's an interesting perspective. So if a student wants to practice this type of format, like what's the best way to do it? So Where can they find you? I mean, look, I uh, workshops uh, are difficult to scale because I don't take large groups of people through the workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to limit the workshops to 18 because we work in very, very small groups and it requires vulnerability. And so I don't ever see my workshops being done at, for massive amounts of people. Um, and so I am, I am hosting workshops in Orlando and I'll be sure to like let you and your mm-hmm. audience know when those are. Um, for now, um, a lot of the work that I'm doing is on LinkedIn with Justin. We have a course so they can easily find us if you'll drop a link for your audience Absolutely. to the course. Yeah, yeah. Um, the course is $79. It, will, um, it has changed my life 
Um, and that's why I partnered with Justin to actually bring it to others. So if you want your life changed, your perspective shifted, um, and to be able to build something you're proud of on LinkedIn, this is a course you'll want to take. Let's talk about LinkedIn for a second then. Let's yeah. dive into this because I think LinkedIn is a platform that in my belief, it's go- it's going to re- it's already changed the way that employers find talent yep. and especially college students, but it's going to continue to change. And I actually believe it's going to replace resumes altogether. Um, and, and not resumes as a, as a, as a way for employers to see your background history, but mm-hmm. the paper, the paper format that we know as of today, because you know, if you think about it, a resume is the most biased document in the world. It's everything you've ever done in your life. That's positive. None of the negative and it's very biased. And, Studies show that over 65% of people lie or exaggerate on their resume. So, but people are more careful about exaggerating or lying on their LinkedIn profile because it's public and they're, they can get called out and like, you didn't work at this company or you didn't hold this position or you didn't manage this people. So you and I are kind of on the same page on the resume. I I think the resume will be around for a bit. Um, I think that, uh, again, it's very difficult to tell your story on the resume. Uh, people use the resume to try to get through whatever applicant tracking systems are in place to try to get an interview. Most interviews come from a personal connection, which can easily be facilitated on LinkedIn. Yes. Right? Yep. Most research and filtering can be done. If you really understand LinkedIn search, which which Justin goes through in our course uh, in, in a tremendous amount of detail, uh, you can find people and opportunities in a way on LinkedIn if you just spend some time on the platform mm-hmm. that really will just up your level of aptitude yeah. on being able to do job search. Um, but the, the really, the thing that I think people need to get to on LinkedIn, and I don't speak from an expert view here because I mean, you guys, you, Dale, others in our immediate closer network yeah. are just, uh, are crushing it on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm a relatively newbie, if you want to call me that on LinkedIn. What I will say though, is you have to make a choice whether you want to be yourself on LinkedIn or you want to be who others want you to be on LinkedIn. Hmm. But is there a right or wrong choice? Because I would assume I would I would suggest my students be themselves. I think it's okay to be who you are. Um, if you've done the self reflection on who you are and who you desire to be, um, it's okay to be who you are on LinkedIn to share your perspective and your views. Um, to engage with people who you know, love, and care about, or getting are getting to know. Um. For a long time, Daniel, I was just, uh, I was afraid to post on LinkedIn. Like being in corporate America for so long in my career just had me so petrified to share anything other than like my company's advertisements. It wasn't until recently when I started posting like some of my vulnerabilities, some of my stories. Um, I've seen um, college students post their resume on LinkedIn. Um, and the comments take off like wildfire, right? Um, I love that. Like when, but people are dying to help. Yeah. Like if I'm a student and, and I'm not, but if I were, I would want to get some help and you've got millions of people out there on LinkedIn in, in communities that actually do value helping you. They, that's what they're here for, but you have to ask, you have to be willing to ask for the help. Yeah, I, I've noticed that the best engagement is when you ask for help. Yes. Like seriously, just ask, what book should I read next yeah. and see how much engagement but you actually get. See, here's the problem though. Like 
when you're younger in your career, it it's hard to ask for help. And I get that because I've been younger in my yeah. career. Um, but when you're like mid-level in your career and you're 10 years into your career, it's like really hard to ask for help because then you're like, you are implying that you don't know everything and you're supposed to know everything. But are you supposed to know everything? Well, this is what, again, this is what we, yeah. we this is what we communicate to ourselves. It's not until you have a breakthrough that I think that there are a lot of people that are mid-level executives that are stuck and they're in complacency and they fear going out there on LinkedIn and really sharing their stories and they don't want to be vulnerable. Um, but it is actually, as someone who's done that and is going through that right now, it's liberating, man. I used to struggle with that too when I was in corporate America. Um, I used to struggle with not being able to be the same person I, I am with you right now. I wasn't the same person that I was in a work setting, right? Right. Corporate so, speak. Corporate speak. Give me right? corporate Daniel. <laughs> corporate Daniel. <laughs> and I, the last three years, I would say half, like the, the last two years of me working in corporate America, I was more myself because, and it's, it was a transition that you're right. I had to make, right? Sure. I, 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 and then today, actually, anytime that I don't feel like I'm in my comfort zone, I go back to that state of, I'm trying to be the person that I think they want me to be versus the person that I am. Yeah. And when I am the person that I am, people love, like gravitate towards me. But when I actually try to be like CEO Daniel or, you know, like today I was, so I was invited to a, it's called the CEO breakfast of Orlando. Uh huh. And it was all CEOs or presidents of, of companies all in Orlando. So there's about a hundred people. I was invited because uh, someone saw that I had won an award for the University of Central Florida Hall of Fame. So, and she saw that I own my own company. So she invited me to this event. So there's a room of full CEOs, president, executives, and I was very intimidated. So I'm, I'm, in, I'm opening up being vulnerable right now. Very intimidated to walk into this room to being very, all these people are very, very successful people. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't feel in my element. Sure. And I started to, I, I caught myself acting the way that I thought these people wanted me to act. It's right? natural though to be caught in that in that crossfire. I felt like I was not in my own skin. I felt weird. I and I I just I just got nervous. And even when I was speaking to someone, someone just says, you know, the question, so what do you do? Of right? course. That's like, the networking question. So, so what do you do? Right. <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, I yeah. was like, how do I justify me being in this room? Even yeah. though I was invited in this room and i have a place in this room of course you do and i fumbled it multiple times right and i think about that and i I say that is how students feel when they attend a networking event Mm -hmm. like that is how students feel when they attend a career fair and so my goal i guess really is is how do we take that fear away from them even though we still experience those fears ourselves well, we have to be honest with them and let them know, first of all, that we do experience that. Yeah. I think part of the breakthrough comes from just saying, I know where you are. I can empathize with you. I still have these feelings. And I have come to places in my life where I have those feelings and I can overcome them. And there are ways that I can show you how to overcome them. But understand that I still struggle with the same things that you're struggling with right now at different levels, right? You're in this room, there are CEOs there. You've written a book. You've done some great things. You've got an online course. You are uh, an expert in your field. As, as expert of anybody I know, 
Um, and the reality of it is, is they, they don't know you. So what you say about yourself matters. And this is the whole entire premise around story, Kate, what you say matters, your stories matter They're They matter so much that you should spend the time learning to tell them and communicate them. Well, yeah, no, no doubt. Like, it matters. And the it, more comfortable you are and the more times you tell that story, the easier it becomes. Right. Right. And that's like you talk about overcoming fear, repetition, telling that story, mm -hmm. talking about yourself in a way that you don't sound like you're bragging, that you don't sound like you're boasting. Like how can you show value and not be saving the day? And so do you have like a a go-to story that you would say every time they ask you, tell me about yourself or tell me about what you do or does the story change with the situation or? Well, I, so I always give them my superpower statement and then I follow that, which with the things that you heard me say earlier in this podcast, which is win-win scenarios mm -hmm. outside of the box, problem solving, active listening in my program at StoryKate, we call those action supports. Those are the actions that I take to support my superpower. So I give you my superpower. I then give you the actions that I take that support those superpowers. That's enough at a networking event to have them interested enough to say, what does that mean? Because I actually haven't told you my job description, my title. I am just, I don't want to hear or give you my name, rank, and serial number. Right. That's what we're trying right, so, like, yeah, to, right, I don't, like, I want you to ask for it. What do you do? Uh, I am a, a, yeah, a I'm a, I'm a C, uh, I, you know, I'm a chief sales officer, uh, you know, 25 years of experience. I've uh, been saving companies since, uh, since I was born. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. Right. So why don't I just tell you what I really care about, which is helping people. Mm -hmm. Right. I tell you what they get when I do help them. And then I say like, these are the things that I do every day to support that. And by the way, I own a company called story Kate. Yeah. Much better. Right. Much better. It's just in the right order. Yeah. If you can get it in the right order, you'd be surprised at what people say. People have said to me at networking events, that sounds so interesting. Tell me more about that. What about if people think about it like, hey, that's just sounds generic. It sounds cheesy. Just I love when they say that because what I say is, tell me what you say about you. And they say, well, I'm a college student looking for an internship yep. in sales. Okay, that, sound, that, that sounds uh, unique. How many people in here are going to say that exact same thing? Do you think you're going to stand out with that? Or just because the first thing you tell me is like, hey, my name is Daniel. I am a senior at the University of Central Florida. <laughs> yeah. I am a marketing major and I'm looking for a summer internship where I can come and impact the company. Like I, that, I think even sounds more generic. To yeah. Me. I mean, listen, people have said, well, Stan, this, this makes me sound, this is a really big statement about myself. Bold, right? It's bold. And people, they say when I teach them these techniques that it's hard for me to to believe that people are going to believe this about me. And my response to that is very simple. They won't believe it until you believe that about yourself. When you believe what you are saying about yourself, it will be the ultimate comfort experience. Yeah. But it's not until you believe that about you. Mm. If it's made up, it will sound made up. It will feel made up and fear will will be all in, intertwined in your ability to share who you are. But when you get to a place of cl absolute clarity, you will communicate with clarity and you won't confuse your audience.
Stan, where can they find you? Storykate.com. That's S-T-O-R-I-C-A-T-E.com. Um, I've got some resources, some free material materials out there. So that's Storykate, S-T-O-R-I-C-A-T-E.com. And then LinkedIn. Come on, man. Of course, you Come know, on, you man. gotta you gotta you gotta find me on LinkedIn, check out some of the posts. Uh, I'm I'm more active than I've ever been on LinkedIn, thanks to people like you and others around me supporting me. Uh, so I appreciate that. And, um, you know, uh, send me a message, you know, if you want to talk about storytelling, if you're interested, send me a message on LinkedIn, I will respond to your messages. I love it. And then where can they find your LinkedIn course? So the LinkedIn course is on teachable. Um, I will leave a link for you in the, you know, inside the podcast so you can link directly to it. Um, it does cost again, it's not free. Um, and, and it may be a sacrifice for some, I, I recognize that, but, uh, the, the, the content and the quality of what we are doing together, Justin and I, um, I believe is, is really going to really provide some students and, and some, a bunch of people with a lot of value. Next question. When is your book coming out? Oh, oh man. Are you writing a book? I look, <laughs> I have like chapters in a, in my, uh, my iPhone, you know, in my notes, but, um, I generally uh, write while I'm on vacation. So I do have a vacation coming up that I plan on doing a bit of writing on. So um, I'm not ready to give a date to you, but uh, you have inspired me to definitely consider writing a book for sure. I love it. Love it. Hey, Dan, thank you, my friend. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. much. Appreciate your time. This has been awesome. Yeah, absolutely, man. Everybody else listening or watching this video, thank you so much and catch you guys on the next episode. All right, my friend, congratulations for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. In the age of short attention span, this speaks volumes of you. So now, if you found value in this episode, then I am sure you're going to find value in the Mastering College to Career Academy. So if you want to learn more a little bit about that academy, go to masteringcollegetocareer.com or just send me a message. And thank you so much for listening and catch you guys all on the next episode.